Welcome to Untangling Christianity. On this show, John and Greg attempt to diffuse destructive ideologies, unsnarl confused ideas, consider love and truth in Christianity. I'm John Polstra. And I'm Greg Monteith. Well, congratulations on 100 episodes. Congratulations to you. Yeah, it's quite a, quite an accomplishment. We uh, yep. set out a goal to do 100 episodes in a row without missing a week. I think we actually did a, more than 100 episodes in less than however many weeks. There were a few weeks there where we were doing multiple episodes a week. Yeah. And then I also cheated in the beginning, I think, by backdating our first episode to a Monday when it was really a Thursday or Friday. So I had to get that admission out there to clear my conscience. <laughs> I thought we'd use this episode maybe just to kind of take stock a little bit. Hopefully we won't get too reflective and teary-eyed. But, uh, you know, take a little stock of... Uh, where we've been, where we might be going. I don't know, just kind of wing it today. What do you think? It's a good idea. One possible jumping off point was uh, a recent question by Amy in the Facebook group about uh, she had recently found the podcast somehow, somewhere, and was listening from the beginning and had asked the other people in the group, what happens to these guys? I think she was kind of asking, like, comparing the early episodes to the later episodes, do we change it all? Do our perspectives change? Um, in particular, she was curious if I end up finding a church. And uh, I thought that was a great question because I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, this has been going on since, well, we started publishing them as of September of 2013. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. my dates right. But the recordings were even, I think, a year older than that. So... <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was an int- it was, I thought it was a great question because I thought, have I changed it all? And on the one hand, I don't think very much. On the other hand, I do think I've made some probably subtle shifts in different directions, maybe some little baby steps forward. Uh, not the big lightning bolt that I would have hoped for, but nevertheless, I think I'm in a a clearer, more forward thinking spot. How about yourself? That's a good way of putting it. I, I, yeah, I remember we had a conversation about kind of where you were at and that whole kind of idea that some of those things that seem to um, be really confusing or off-putting or kind of scrambled you up, but without you having a sort of a seemed like you had a maybe not a reply, but but a, but a kind of a different approach. To them, but that's something that you now have, you know, and I think that's that's really important. And the yeah. whole lightning bolt thing, I don't know about, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's rough, it does sound a bit rich coming from me because I that's kind of been my experience, and yet I'm still pretty skeptical of it occurring, and especially a skeptical of eagles. What's that? And especially skeptical of eagles. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Although on the note of eagles, another interesting email that came in, oh, two or three weeks ago that I still owe another reply to, which was just, it really touched me. This person shared how uh, they had had a moment of what they thought was like a real clear leading from God to Mm. take their family to the mission field. And they had become missionaries and had done that for a while and then had come back from that and reintegrated into, I think it was life here in the United States. 
And then, as they put it, the eagle had kind of disappeared. And they were kind of relating, I guess, to my own. They were relating a little bit to my own journey of just like really not sure, like what's next, where where is God and all this and. Right. So I don't know. I just thought that was. I, I think it also shows kind of the diversity of the different people that are listening. I think we get some of that in some of the discussions we've seen on the Facebook group, some of the comments. And so I guess one thing that I'm kind of thinking as I look into the future is I would love to involve more people in the conversation. Like I'm thinking backwards to uh, a few weeks ago when we had Dan Daly on. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that episode because I thought instead of just you and me talking, which I always enjoyed doing, there was there was a different dimension to the conversation because it was kind of introducing some fresh perspectives and some, um, I don't know, maybe things we hadn't talked about before, hadn't considered. And so, I don't know, just thinking of the email that I got from this person and thinking, you know, maybe it'd be interesting to hear their story if they would be willing to share it. Or, I don't know, having other listeners on. or I, I don't know, what do you think of that? Well, I think it'd be great. You know, I think Dan was everything we could have hoped for uh, in a kind of a, a, a podcast uh, dialogue partner and, you know, give us a lot of jumping off points, whether for discussion between ourselves or, you know, for bringing Dan back on. I do agree with you that the, the fellow that sent you the email, I mean, what a, what a, seemed like a tremendously difficult and somewhat, you know, tragic, uh, situation in terms of really believing that that he was being directed in one direction and and or in a specific area and finding ultimately that you know it doesn't seem like that was the case and uh, tragic and yet on the other hand I think tremendously helpful because I think that situation is probably really really prevalent you know and and I think it takes a lot of guts to say hey you know what I thought this was God, and at the end of the day, I'm really thinking maybe this was more more me, or this wasn't quite God, or I'm not sure what this was, or, you know, it shouldn't have panned out this way. And, and I think that takes a tremendous amount of courage to be able to admit just to yourself, you know. Um, so I would love to, yeah, have that type of, have, have that person on and, 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 and hear a little bit more about that person's story. I, I think my... My view, too, is, yeah, I'd like to open it up in the sense, I guess, of taking some of the things we've discussed and having an area for implementing them in real life. You know, and you and I have talked a little bit about, um, I'm actually going to be, uh, going to start, I guess, facilitating a couple of dialogue or conversation groups uh, at my church and uh, the first one is actually going to be just on how to have a discussion about topics that are tricky or difficult or um, maybe you don't know a lot about or they're hot, hot button topics and what people need to do to, you know, feel safe in that environment, to be heard. And then ultimately, what, what sort of topics do they want to discuss and how do they want to lay it out? So That sounds great. I mean, that seems like such an unusual topic. To have a <laughs> yeah. to, to present on or to discuss, and yet so so needed. Well, you, you know, I was really pleased. Uh, I, I've just been in conversation with um, the the minister there, and uh, you know, there was a suggestion that maybe I could facilitate 
these discussion groups, and my first response was, sounds great, love to do it. And my second response was, I'd really like to prepare the ground as best as possible. But I guess the thing that I'm thinking in terms of tie-in is that I don't know. I don't know how this would work out, if it would work out. But to 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 see what people in that group might be willing to share about the process of going through this kind of preparing to question and then going through the actual sort of questioning on whatever topic it is, whether, and these are, these are some, some bigger topics that I haven't raised, but people in the church, I've heard uh, these topics have been raised in a general sort of way about, you know, evolution and sexuality and the nature of hell. Um, You know, some of the big questions that are, um, whether they're, whether they're the things that are keeping people from participating in the church or whether they are the defining issues between how you view church and how you view Christianity, some of these types of topics. But I think, yeah, that this whole preliminary process of really getting people to sit down and say, you know, even asking them questions, well, asking themselves questions, what, am, what would I be afraid of if I were to voice my opinion? What's keeping me from voicing my opinion? Or how do I respond when other people don't agree with my opinion? Where Those do we are great questions. What, do you, are there more? Well, I, for, well, yeah, there were a couple. I mean, what is success to you? You know, and I don't Ooh, mind what I like that. Is. I love that question. I mean, yeah. <laughs> especially with, when you start with the mindset of I get to decide whatever it is. Yeah, you know, and who knows how that will work out, right? My, the best feedback that I could offer as a facilitator or, or that I hope others would offer would be, you know, reality checks. Well, f- success is uh, I completely understand this issue in six weeks. Well, I don't think that's going to happen, you know, but maybe we can scale that back. I mean, for instance, my success criteria are very simply that two people come back, right, other than the minister. If I get two people coming back after the first time, and that sounds, you know, really low, but that's my <laughs> hey, success criteria. That, that's what I mean about setting. Yeah, I think I got that idea. Of, well, I heard first heard Tony Robbins say something like that, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a, you, you. And I was like, well, why not? Yeah, yeah. if that's success to you, yep. that's success to you. Good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing that actually has got me the most worried is not having three people, but having thirty people, having too many. Yeah, like it's becoming they're... unwieldy. Well, yeah, how are you going to work that one out, you know? Like, and it yeah, oh man, I could talk for a long time about this one, but I, I'm just thinking about Dan when he was talking about the normal church setup and, you know, the guy up at the front on the platform. And my response is, no, 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 Let, let's, let's everybody get our chairs in a big circle. Mm. And so we can look at each other and we can kind of, you know, and that can be a little bit less comfortable, but that's kind of what you're doing. You're, you're kind of putting yourself out there just by showing up. And so for some people, that won't be their thing, or the timing won't be right for them. That's great. But uh, yeah, I would be really curious, as that process at my church continues, to ask certain people whether they would just do like a brief interview with us on the podcast. And then as we get into some of the questions, like on the one hand, there's what their opinion is. But the thing that I'm really interested in is, well, What's the process you're going to use? What, how comfortable are you going to feel about 
some of this, some of the steps that we're going to talk about in terms of how would I better adjudicate between competing experts on this topic? So, of course, you know, I think the big, with, whether it's evolution or sexuality, nature of hell, any of these things, it's not that we have too little information. And it's not that we, all of our information is coming from sources we can't trust or don't feel we can trust as Christians. And that's another question altogether. You know, because depending upon who that person is, if they're not a Christian or they're an atheist, I would still trust their work, depending upon where they're coming from, depending on their, you know, their credibility, depending upon the type of evidence they're presenting. But even just say, just bracket it out to say, even just evangelical Christians talking on these subjects, there's disagreement and there are too many sources for me to say, I'm just going to get the information and then I'll know. Well, the information is going to be saying different things. And so that process of adjudication is one I'm really interested in knowing. How are the people going to take to that? No, I you love that. They, I love that. They're going to throw their hands up in the, air, in the air and say, man, this is way too complicated. I never should have got into this. You know, and maybe that comes back to your lightning bolt thing. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what's got a new? We've got a new mascot. <laughs> <laughs> the eagle, the lightning bolt. In church. Yeah. But I, I guess what I like about it in particular is the idea of getting multiple perspectives. Mm-hmm. Multiple, and around this whole idea of questioning. Because I think maybe that's an underlying theme in a lot of our discussions is me, maybe me more than you, questioning and pushing and saying, yeah, I'm not so sure. This... I'm questioning this. This doesn't make sense, or I'm not sure that this really works out, or one plus one doesn't equal three. Now what do we do? Yeah. So I like this idea of multiple perspectives. I'm working on a little side project, uh, just kind of a personal passion of mine, which is facilitating meetings, which I do a lot of at work. And I'm I'm interviewing different people about meetings, and it's fascinating. Each time I talk to a different person about, you know, what frustrates you about meetings or what makes for a well-run meeting or whatever. I get a lot of the cool. same answers, but yeah. I get a lot of different answers. Not The differences are subtle, but they're often very profound. And I think that's the beauty in talking to a lot of different people about the same thing. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I, I think that would be really fascinating, particularly around questioning, around, yeah, that, because there is a lot of discomfort around it. Well, there's even there's there's discomfort around questioning, but there's discomfort around sometimes saying I don't know, and that's why I'm questioning. I mean, yeah, that was my whole deal with starting this podcast. In fact, uh, it, it's, it's kind of ironic. This weekend is the fifth year of the World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon, and the World Domination Summit, and it's about basically living a better life and making the world a better place. And it's uh, created by Chris Gillibo. And I went to that conference. I highly recommend that conference. If you've ever heard of it or are thinking of going, highly recommend it. But I was sitting in a session there, and one of the people was kind of challenging people. He says, you know, if you're sitting here and you don't know what to do, you know, probably that thing that scares you the most is that mm-hmm. thing you're probably meant to do. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting there thinking, hmm. Okay, there's a lot of things that scare me, but like, what's the absolute scariest thing I could think of doing publicly? I'm like, oh, well, I could, 
have a podcast. I've always wanted to have a podcast because I listen to tons of podcasts. But it's like, oh, I could have a podcast and talk about Christianity and also, <laughs> <laughs> well, one, just talking about Christianity to begin with is, you know, I don't know. The, 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 Christianity doesn't have such a hot reputation in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of a, no, a non-starter. But then to follow it up with, and I'm not really sure like what to do with a lot of this or if it makes sense, double scary. But yeah. here we are. And yeah, I don't know. I just can't say enough about this experience and and it's totally opened me up in really positive ways. It's given me way more confidence than I could have ever imagined. And that isn't because all of a sudden I have the answers. It's because I, I think I have more of a confidence in just being me. And me is, I don't know. I have questions. I'm trying to figure stuff out. That sounds great. That's really good to hear you say that. So how about you, as you look backwards, like, do you think you've changed at all? Like, yeah, how has Greg changed? I, I think mostly the change I see is that, yeah, being a little more um, attentive to whether this is an issue that I can talk about without researching or whether it requires research. So how I'm approaching things. You know, I know when we started off, we just started off reading Not a Fan. And then we eventually moved to another book. And we had some issues pop up, you know, things that we, whatever, we'd choose to discuss on any given week to depart from those books. But um, I think the way we structure things and the way I, I recognize some of the ways that I work better. And in terms of my views, yeah, I mean, some of them have changed. And just how I'm still trying to lay out this orientation between truth and love, love and truth, and in a sense, that hasn't changed uh, the, 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 the kind of notion that for me these are co-central in human existence and in divine character, and therefore within Christianity. That hasn't changed, but how that works out and what the possibilities are for um, seeing that working out in different ways for different people, depending upon their background, their personality, their makeup, um, that's all changed or maybe that's there have been changes in those in those uh, areas I should say and um, yeah I think I think just becoming a little more comfortable with allowing some of the things that I have a pretty good understanding of just to flow and then recognizing where there are moments or subjects that I have to hold off on and say you know what I need to do a little more research here but you say you're holding off less though um, I mean, that's where I'm trying to encourage you. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, I know, and I appreciate that because you, you, you push in that direction. Like, hey, let's talk about this. I would say so, and I think, you know, I, I want to, yeah, maybe even just say I, I really appreciated um, Amy left a couple of comments, the most recent ones, and they took me in two directions, um, one being postmodernism and the other being, you know, some of the kind of... Um, exegesis of, uh, of Genesis and, and some better understandings of the ancient Near East, which is the, the, you know, the time period of the, uh, for the setting for those and the writing for those, uh, for the Hebrew Bible, the, what we call the Old Testament. And yeah, so I, I guess on the one hand, I'm becoming a little more comfortable coming forward with some of my thinking that I has, you know, had some time to mature. And so I'm more, you know, willing to bring it out. And on the other hand, 
it, it's good. I think the again the, the the interaction has really helped. So when we started the podcast, I mean, we were brand new. We had no one interacting with us, and now we have a number of listeners who interact with us through the private Facebook group. Some who send emails and just post on the the website, and I've found that to be really stimulating and really helpful and you know especially where people say hey you know I'm not really sure about this don't really know where you're coming from or no I don't agree and it's a great opportunity to to dig a little further dig a little deeper and um, try to present something more clearly so why what's your reluctance to discuss something without researching it is your is it that your academic background are you afraid of having the wrong answer what yeah and you know I think to I I think there's a real, there's a generosity and honestly, it's, it's love, right? Part of what it is to love your neighbor is to respect the texts and the views of the world that they have as much as you respect the texts and the views of the world that, that you have. So theirs as much as your own. And if I'm misrepresenting someone, um, if I'm not doing my homework, then I don't really feel like I'm, I'm actually loving that person. I'm not loving that perspective or honoring that perspective. And, you know, I'm a truth seeker, but I'm, and I think I've managed to, you know, wrap my arms around a certain amount of truth, but I'm not the source of all knowledge. So, you know, I, on a subject where we're going deep, or especially if there's a challenge, if there's a challenge to a particular person or a particular way of thinking, so when we did the Abraham uh, and Isaac podcast, or we did a couple on that, I think. And, and that was good because on the one hand, I was able to you know, speculate about, okay, this is a really unusual event in the ancient Near East. And in fact, as we go on and we see further through um, the Pentateuch and we see in all through the Hebrew Bible, the notion of, of uh, destruction of your children is, is completely abhorrent to God. And yet we have this unusual situation. And we talked about how, you know, is this the gold standard for obedience? No, I don't think so. I think this is a particular situation. This is very distinct. And maybe it may have something to do with, um, uh, you know, ancient Near Eastern understandings of what it is to be the founder of a faith. Now, I, I don't know, right? But I was willing to throw that out there. If I was, on the other hand, critiquing somebody, and this is Joe Blow's idea that, you know, and this person had laid out this sense of what the Abraham Isaac, the, the Akedah or Akedah as it's called in Hebrew, what the Akedah is about, I would be a lot more reluctant. You know, I'd want to say, okay, well, I'm not too sure about that, but I'm going to go do a little bit more research. So I think when it's just a general idea or it's something that can be approached pretty simply, like some of the material from Not a Fan, um, just with the way the book was written, it was pretty easy to go and do half an hour or an hour worth of research on a couple of biblical passages, pull out a couple of commentaries, see how these might go together or not with other passages. And for me to say, you know, as they typically did, strike the gong. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy this. <laughs> Kyle Eidelman has not done a good job here. This is poorly researched. And here's where commentaries are going instead. Here's how I think these things should work together instead. In fact, here's the view of God and of self and of the relationship between the two that I think we should hold instead. But where it comes with some of these, comes to, down to certain topics, especially when there's a name attached to it or someone's thinking or research that I'm gut 
pushing back against, then I want to, I, I, I want to do the research and particularly because for in, in one case I can think of right now in terms of the question of postmodernism, one of my major critiques is that this person who is a very prominent person in the Christian evangelical world has done a very poor job understanding postmodernism and thereby understanding postmoderns and thereby determining how to respond. And I don't want to make that same mistake. I don't want to be accused of, well, Greg, you've just kind of, you know, put a few ideas down on paper here and you're just criticizing somebody. You're doing the same thing they are. So I, I don't want to go down that road and make that mistake. Okay. Yeah. So, a hundred more every week? What, well, what's your thought on that? <laughs> As you know, I've been conflicted on this for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I had, we had to meet our goal. Um, my, my short answer is I'm not quite sure. I will confess that there are, in the beginning, it was like we were overflowing with episode topics. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes we would we would talk two or three times a week and be like, oh, let's squeeze in a recording. And I think our schedules are different too. There, I think there was kind of this sweet spot in our schedules for a while where I think Sunday morning we were doing a lot of them. And, yeah. and our schedules have kind of shifted around to, I don't know, maybe less optimal time. And so... I think for me, I find sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, it's almost podcast recording time. What are we going to talk about today? And yeah, I in my perfect world, there would just be a topic in our laps every single week. We'd just be buried in emails and questions and things that people <laughs> want to discuss. And there would be no preparation. Um, <laughs> okay. one, one can hope or wish. So... For me, it's the. I think it's a little bit of the prep. It's a little bit of the stress. It's a little bit of the. We got to keep this thing going. We got to keep this thing going, and I don't know. You know, maybe I don't think it's time for it to end. So I'm. Don't, don't anyone here think that we're ending? Uh, but I wonder a, a little bit. Hmm. What if we went? at least once a month, maybe twice a month, maybe three times a month, but maybe it's not every single week. And if we don't do every single week, hopefully the people that are listening are like, oh no, they're, they're, they're gone. They're quitting. Cause I don't, I don't see that happening, but I just yeah. wonder, I wonder about a slower pace or a slower cadence. The potential downside of that though is then it's easy to miss a week or two weeks or three weeks. And then we found in the past, I think I'm, in fact, last year, I think we took the whole month of August off because of my travel schedule and yours, and so we did a whole bunch in advance, and then we came mm-hmm. back, and we were kind of like, where were we? How are we doing this again? And you know, it took a little bit to get back in the groove. So I don't want to lose the groove. I also don't want to live under a weekly cloud of, we got to create something, we got to do something, because you know, this is... Well, I was going to say it's for fun. It is. It's a hobby. It's a uh, you know we're not getting paid for this, and I'm not sure that we should. Uh, but it's you know it's it's supposed to be. I don't know. I was going to say it's supposed to be fun, but you know maybe you would come back and say, well, maybe not. Maybe it's supposed to be work. Maybe it's something we're supposed to be doing. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I. I or as think... you would say, something we're obligated to do. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> My hunch is 
my hunch is that we're going to, the podcast will change and morph. And I think you're going to get some of what you're looking for in terms of less, I don't know, almost like less associated overhead. Okay. But I think that when these discussion groups that I have at the churches start, that I think it's going to, I, I think that's going to stimulate a lot of subject matter and um, ideas. I mean, they're welcome to listen and participate too. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, if, yeah, I want to. I don't know how you feel about exposing that this part of your life to them, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously anyone can listen, but we always welcome more listeners and more perspectives. So, yeah, well, and even I'm thinking participation in that group we'll see you know we'll see where it goes but um i i'm just my guess is by the time we hit the middle of or the early part of the autumn we might have a lot more material coming our way okay. and um I, i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to wager that you're going to be excited by some of it by excellent. a lot of it excellent and I've, you know, when I'd, I'd throw it out there to the listeners too, you know, what, tell us what you think. What, where, where have you seen us go in the past that you're like, yeah, do more of that? Or where have you seen us gone in the past and you're like, please, no more of that? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, do you care if there's not one every week? Or, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, the, the beauty of having a hundred episodes is if you're just finding out about this, there's lots of old stuff to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so although, <laughs> uh, yeah, when Amy asked about the earlier episodes, I went and listened to episode zero, and I thought, okay, yeah, this is... <laughs> it's a little rough, huh? <laughs> the, yeah, the, the beginning and parts of it were a little rough, but, you know, if we hadn't done those, we wouldn't have gotten here, so... That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I guess my overall view is, honestly, I think we've scratched the surface. We've totally scratched the surface. So, and so maybe the obligation is on me in a certain way, to use that obligation word, <laughs> to, uh, to come up with some of that material that I think is you know, exciting and helpful and, uh, yeah, going to do the trick in terms of maybe getting you, hooking you back in. Okay. So No, I'm totally open to it. So right. I guess I don't know where that leaves things except that uh, – we're not we're not disappearing. We're not going anywhere. We just might not publish every week like clockwork if you've come to expect that podcast in your podcast player on Monday morning. Yeah. So so let us know if that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the feedback on that would be really helpful. All right. Anything else to close this one out? I'm good. How about you? I'm all good too. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Untangling Christianity Podcast. Notes and links for this episode are at untanglingchristianity.com. We welcome your thoughts and comments both at the website and our private Facebook group. If you'd like to join the private Facebook group, let us know your email address in the sidebar of the website to receive notes and links for each episode, and we'll send you an invite to our private group. Or you can send your thoughts or requests to join the group by email. Send those emails to feedback at untanglingchristianity.com. 
Music on this podcast is made possible by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons license. Tune in next week for a new episode. Bye.